Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight, keeping you in touch with what's happening on the world's largest military installation, Fort Hood, Texas. I'm Darrell Leonard, and today I'm speaking with the Commanding General of Three Corps in Fort Hood, Lieutenant General Don Campbell, Jr. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Looking back on when you first entered the Army, did you envision yourself being in a position you're in today? Oh, no, absolutely not. Not as a young second lieutenant coming just out of Kansas State University in 1978. I was more focused then on, you know, trying to be the best lieutenant that I could be and a soldier, officer. Learned a little bit about how to take care of soldiers over the years and families. And so, uh, no, I don't think anybody coming in the Army at such a young age as a young lieutenant would, would have those thoughts. What were some of your goals? Just to be the best lieutenant that I could be. I learned a little about leadership. Having uh, My father was in the Army. My father-in-law served in the Army. And so having the opportunity to watch two pretty strong leaders and then to grow up on installations around the world, really, the opportunity just to come in the Army and serve was my first goal and to become an officer. And then once I became an officer was to be, become the best officer I could be. And I think at every level I focused on what was important at that level, best tank platoon leader I could be, best company commander I could be, and focused on soldiers. And I think in the last few years, about last 10 years, certainly since we went into Afghanistan and Iraq, we in the Army have become much more attuned to taking care of families. And so since then, that's been a goal of mine is to make sure that I focus on families as a senior leader. Fort Hood is known as the great place. Under your leadership, sir, where would you like to take it? My vision for or my thoughts about taking a great place would be you always want to make it better than you found it. And I found this place in great shape when I got here. The systems, the people, the activities, the training, standards and discipline, we talk a lot about that, but it was firmly on solid ground. But you always want to make a place better than you found it, like I said from the beginning. So it was just to come here, do my own assessment, and then look at how I could make the great place even better as we reach out to the community, we take care of soldiers and families. Now, every commander comes into a situation and they have to put their own fingerprint on things. What are some of your ideas that you have for Fort Hood? Well, I think most of you have seen some of the articles I've done or some of the Facebook things or even heard about my trips around the installation, around the post. I focused initially on what my command imperatives are, which are teamwork, standards and discipline, leader development and training, and then comprehensive fitness. That's comprehensive fitness for soldiers, families, veterans, and civilians. Mm -hmm. And so as you take those and I use those, I then say, how do I make Fort Hood even better using those imperatives? Well, we're going to do it by focus on standards and discipline. We're going to focus on chapter three of what folks call the Red Book. I call it the General Crelly Report that talked about the lost art of leadership and garrison. So we spent a lot of time focusing on that. I would like to take Fort Hood to the next level as far as that goes. I want to continue to make this place, because it already is the great place, the standard bearer across across the Army as people look at an installation and say, what does right look like? And so we've done some great work in all areas to get there, but we have a lot more work to do when it comes to fighting for military construction money to make sure that our soldiers have the best places that they can work and live, and certainly for quarters, that our families have the best quarters that we can give them so they can have a quality of life. And so it's all about improving under those four, five imperatives to just make Fort Hood and the great place even better. Now, you've come out of an environment that's very intense at Fort Knox, dealing with USERA. How do you see it helping you with dealing with your command here at Fort Hood? Nothing's ever easier at the next level. So this is not easy. But at USAREC, as you're familiar with, your command is so distributed. Six brigades distributed across the country, 44 battalions, over 1,700 recruiting stations. And so from Fort Knox, you have to try to command and control that. And you can't do it in its entirety from Fort Knox. So you have to travel around the country. And so the ability to be right here at Fort Hood for me is refreshing to be able to get in the car, the truck, and drive to a, a unit, drive to a meeting, drive to talk to soldiers, talk to families. 
talked to our great army civilians has made it frankly much easier for me from that standpoint. I don't have to get on a plane and go somewhere and spend days on the road. In USAREC, I commanded for almost 22 months, and I spent just about half of that traveling to different uh, locations around the country talking to soldiers. For me, I should say it's uh, not quite as complicated a life when it comes to travel, but certainly the challenges here uh, from a leadership standpoint are still there. We've been speaking with Lieutenant General Don Campbell Jr., the Commanding General of Three Corps and Foothood, sir. We want to thank you for your time today, and you're welcome back anytime you'd like to speak to us. Absolutely, and thanks for having me on. The ACS Food Pantry is here to help Fort Hood families get through hard times. Two locations, one in the Rivers Building on 761st Tank Battalion and the other at the Resiliency Campus. The ACS Food Pantry also offers budget counseling. The Food Pantry relies on donations from the community, drop-off non-perishable food products, and other items such as diapers and hygiene products. More info, 287-8979. That's 287-8979. Open Monday to Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Closed on weekends and federal holidays. When times are tough, the ACS Food Pantry is there. Fort Hood Spotlight. I'm Daryl Leonard, and today I'm joined by Miss Deidre Brown and Mr. Jerry Williams from the Fort Hood ACAP office. What is going on? Well, of course, ACAP is hosting its semi-annual ACAP job fair. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the fair that involves every business community in the entire state of Texas where hundreds of people flock to it? Is that the same job fair we're talking about, Deidre? Well, not just Texas, all over the country. All over the country? All over the country. So everything that you probably are going to look for in employment opportunities is mm-hmm. going to be at that job fair. Now, Jerry, when is this job fair? The job fair is June 15. Uh, it's going to be over at the Club Hood. Uh-huh. But, DJ, let me interject just for a second. Not only all over the country, we're talking about some international jobs, too, with the DOD contractors. Correct. Are you serious? Yes. Are you serious? Both owners as well. Yeah. Now, is this wide open for the community outside of Fort Hood or strictly for the military personnel? It is open to the community. However, due to the security elevation, then they will have to stop at the visitor center and receive a pass if they are not a military ID car holder. Dieter, give us some idea of the type of, we don't want to say vendors because they're not selling any thing except jobs that we could be looking at here. Okay, we have from Raytheon Uh a couple of things like contract professionals. Okay. We have different oil field companies, Department of Justice, the U.S. Department of State. We have just everything that you possibly probably are interested in coming. Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, everything that you possibly are looking for is going to be at that job fair. Jerry, we're not only talking about government-type jobs and civilian jobs, but we have some possibility of going overseas you were talking about? That's right. you got several Department of Defense contractors. We have a large plethora of law enforcement-type folks coming there. So mm. we've got enough employers coming out that's going to pretty much cover every MOS or job title that the military currently have soldiers working in right now. It'll be a great affair. So it sounds like we hear about the economy being in the tanks. There are not any jobs out there, but if you're having this type of job, Fair, something must be up. What's going it's on? It's starting to pick up. It's picking up really well. Right before I left my office, I had a number of calls with employers trying to get into this job fair. Really? Yes. And right now, I'm completely booked. I have booked out the entire club. Are you serious? Every table is gone. What's that number right now, Dieter? Like right 130 now or something? 135, 140 tables, and they're all gone. If I wanted to come to this job fair, even though I'm already employed by the government, but I say, wait, I need to check this out. What's the criteria for me to be able to come over there? What should I do in preparation well, before first, attending? Well, first, I will try to have as many copies of my resume as possible. Don't come over with one or two.
too because you can come into the job fair and realize that you see another company you may be interested in or another company that you didn't know was hiring for the field that you were interested in earlier. Mm-hmm. You like you need to have a resume for them and need to be dressed appropriately. You don't have to wear the suit and tie. Okay. You can come in your uniform, your mm-hmm. army uniform, but make sure the uniform is clean. Make sure your nails are all clean. I know you're working on some of the tanks and things. Make sure we clean up really nice and then come in and talk to those employers. Jerry, should our resumes look a certain way? No, I wouldn't uh, go out and spend a lot of money uh, getting particular resume paper. Just night, 10 by 12, 11 by 14, regular note size paper that you mm-hmm. use to copy your. Go ahead and make sure it's outlined just right. And of course, you can come by the ACAP Center and see one of the 14 counselors and we'll make sure it's in the right format. Square, for we you. hook them up. That's right. Deidre, there'll be thousands of people that probably will like to attend this, right? Yes. Are there any provisions made for the high volume of traffic? I'm sure you expect a lot of traffic. Basically, we have special parking. We will have signs directing you to the parking lots, and the parking lots are on 22nd and 23rd Street, Mm -hmm. as well as 25th and 27th Street. And then we will have free shuttle buses picking you up, taking you to the job fair, and bringing you back to your vehicle. That way you don't have to worry about trying to find a parking spot over at the club. So you can always ride the free shuttle, or some of the soldiers just park there and they walk to the club. Yeah, that might be the best thing because it's going to be mad crazy as always. Is there anything else that you guys need to add? Like, do you want to give a phone number out that folks need to call or something like that for more information? Yes. Um, You can find out the list of the employers off our Facebook page, Fort Hood ACAP Center. Just hit like and we will update that list every week up until the week of the job fair. Mm -hmm. And we also want to let the clients know that our computer labs will be closed on the day of the job fair. Therefore, you will need to come in before the job fair or come in after the job fair on the 16th to start working on your resume or get all your copies. But the computer lab will be completely closed on the 15th of June, which is the day of the job fair, so you can't make your copies, you can't print out anything. You will have to do that beforehand. Right. Sounds like a plan. Well, Deidre Brown and Jerry Williams from the Fort Hood ACAP office, we want to thank you for stopping by and sharing that information with us. And we know the fair is going to be, as we like to say, back in the Big Easy, off the chain. That's (laughs) right. Come by and check us out from 10 to 1500 at Club Hood. Look forward to doing it. This summer, Fort Hood has plenty of pools for you. The swimming pools are now open daily from noon to 8 p.m. Plan a party. Bring the family. Daddy, Daddy, look at me, look at me. Ah! Just make sure you have your ID. See? Find out more. Just call the aquatics office at 254-287-9430. 287-9430. 287-9430. Fort Hood Spotlight. I'm Daryl Leonard. I'm speaking with Miss Janelle Casson. She is the Fort Hood Youth Sports and Fitness Director. How are you doing today, Janelle? I'm wonderful, and you? I'm fine. Outstanding. Happy Good. to be here. Good. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Let's talk about the Paralympics. They're coming to Fort Hood once again. Tell me when and where. This is the second annual U.S. Paralympics experience. It will be at Abrams Fieldhouse on Friday, June the 17th. Is it a military-run thing? I guess specifically, why is it coming to the great place? 
it is coming to the great place to bring all of our efforts together to support our athletes with adaptive needs. So MWR, Parker Heights Adaptive Sports, WTU, and the U.S. Paralympics are all combining our, our resources and our personnel and our athletes to come together to experience it, to gain knowledge, gain awareness, and have an appreciation for these amazing athletes. The athletes we're talking about, are they military dependents or is it just from the general population? They can be military dependents or the sponsor themselves, the active duty retiree service member themselves or actual participants. Are they strictly tied to Fort Hood or is it from around the state or around the U.S.? It'll be around Central Texas. We have athletes coming from Brook Army Medical Center, the University of Texas at Arlington, and then locally here, Harker Heights, Coppers Cove, and Fort Hood. Of all the places they could have the Paralympics, why was Fort Hood chosen to be the, the site? Fort Hood was chosen because it's the great place. We have an amazing support system already here. The WTU has come out in full force to support the event and has brought all their soldiers and families. And so it's just a wonderful, amazing support system here to get the word out throughout Central Texas and through the U.S. If someone wanted to be involved with this and maybe because I would imagine you need some volunteers. Yes, sir. How can they do that? They can contact our office through Child Youth and School Services and Youth Sports or they're welcome to volunteer through WTU or just as an MWR volunteer as well. What else do you need? We need families in support, everyone to come out and see the athleticism of the athletes. Um, it's very a, a humbling experience. I have never seen some of the feats and, and things that, that our athletes have overcome. So it's very humbling from, from an athlete to another athlete to, to see what they do. And, and it's amazing. Personally, what does it mean to you? Personally, it means to me that I can't complain anymore. Um, I'm, I'm a, a retired athlete, as, as I will say, um, but have a great appreciation for any athletes, um, retired or, or current. But the things that they do and, and they overcome, it brings you to a level of, of understanding and, and what they can do and, and that we really can't complain. Talk about the determination of these athletes that we will see. Their determination shows on their face every day, the fact that they interact with our youth that are participants there. They have a smile on their face the entire time that they're doing it. They don't complain. They don't have the woes. They'll continue all day through this event in their chairs and, and with their prosthetics on, and you won't hear a complaint from them at all. Now, if I show up to see this, mm-hmm. give me a rundown of what I can expect. As a spectator, um, it will start with our basketball game that will start at noon. That is Brook Army Medical Center versus Harker Heights Adaptive Sports Basketball Team. They will showcase their basketball skills and abilities for that first hour, then followed by a U.S. Paralympic athlete that has either been to a previous Olympic Games or an upcoming Olympic Games, and they will be a guest speaker. They will give a short 5-10 minute speech about their experiences, what they've gone through, um, overcoming obstacles, as you said. And then the rest of the afternoon is the experience itself. So you can go out and get in a chair and experience what it feels like to be in a chair and shoot a ball, how to dribble, get out on the track and use a hand cycling chair and experience all the different muscles that you use to do that. And it is quite an experience. Things we take for granted. Yes. Why should I come out there? Give me a reason why I should come out there. You should come out to truly see the athleticism in, in all of our athletes. My athletes as a whole, we overcome things. We have those hurdles that we say, hey, I've hit that brick wall. Um, but the walls for these guys, I've, they have totally torn it down. They've said, I have no walls. And to see them flourish and to just show their amazing ability, anybody should really come see and experience what they go through. Well, Janelle Casson from Fort Hood Youth Services, we want to thank you for stopping by and telling us this very important information. And we encourage everyone to go on out and see that. All right. Well, thank you very much. Spotlight is a production of 3Core and Fort Hood Public Affairs. I'm Daryl Leonard.